Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Tengridome. I'm your host, Iggy. Uh, this is the eighth episode and the second part of my breakdown of uh, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater, also known as Hans Barbosa versus Eight Limbs Cater. And uh, this is going to be a bit of a uh, more of a tactical breakdown rather than a strategic one, which, uh, uh, as opposed to the first part of my breakdown, which concerned itself more with the MMA meta and uh, big picture strategic thinking and all that stuff. It was also more of a what went wrong for Kata sort of episode rather than uh, what uh, Max did right, uh, which uh, which is something that I intend to explain in this episode. So I intend this episode to be a bit of a watch-along sort of thing. So if you've got a fight pass or an otherwise perfectly legally acquired uh, recording of the fight, feel free to pull it up. It's not going to be a commentary track because uh, if you want a commentary track, you can go back to you can go on the Fine Sides Patreon, where at Gallo and Struram recorded uh, an alternate commentary track that you can uh, that you can download and listen to. But I do intend to give a little bit of a commentary and then pause until and, and tell you when to pause and then uh, go over some of the uh, some of the exchanges that are. Uh, rather emblematic of the fight as a whole. I don't want to break down every single exchange that would be that would be extremely boring and not a very exciting listen. Granted Max did uh, do lots of very exciting things and I'm and I'm definitely going to point uh, to point out some of the craftier, more interesting things that he did, as well as explain some of the fundamental th- things that he did, which are very important for his success. And sort of explain how he operates right now, or how he operated in that in this particular fight, because I feel like I feel like uh, some of the takeaways that people had uh, from this fight are a bit they're not wrong, but uh, they're somewhat uh, like uh, surface level, I'd say. And as well as people saying that Max is a completely different fighter from what he used to be, uh, which is uh, I feel like just downright factually wrong. Improved, certainly, but uh, not a, a really diff- all that different of a fighter. Right, let's get it on. Uh, Max and Kata are touching gloves. Uh, start the fight there. Right, and the fight is on. Immediately, Max takes the center of the octagon and uh, starts probing Kata's guard with his jab. This is something that Kato is going to struggle th- with uh, throughout the entirety of the fight because his uh, natural defensive instinct is to go to his double forearms guard and and uh, back away in a straight line. He just landed a nice leg kick right away, uh, mere seconds ago. Max immediately retaliated uh, by feeding him some feints and uh, showing him the rear leg side kick that he's going to use throughout the fight. Right away, you can see that Max is fainting a lot more than Kater. Kater is just sort of standing him there, showing him some looks. Jab from Kater, nice. Another leg kick from Kater. Yeah, Max is feeding him feints now. 1-1-2 by Max. Jab. Hook right straight. Another jab. Punctuating... uh, Right, let's pause. We We saw... Uh, something that Max uh, will do throughout the entirety of the fight and something that he uh, tends to do in most of his fights, which is punctuate uh, the exchanges with with his jab, as well as using the jab hook mix-up and uh, well, using feints. Right, what, uh, what uh, this tells us is that even though people like to 
talk about Max like he's uh, more of a diversity of attack type of fighter rather than a any sort of deep fighter. And uh, I feel like this is uh, really not the case because uh, all of the weirder things that Max does and all of the uh, uh, craftier and, uh, I guess, flashier things that Max does all uh, take their roots and blend together with his... Uh, incredibly fundamentally sound uh, base of base of knowledge. Max's stance may not be very orthodox, because he stands very upright and square, but this helps him stay on top of his opponent and lend volume, which is the entire basis behind his style. The thing about feints is rather obvious. It helps you establish your rhythm and play with your opponent's rhythm, as well as draw reactions without actually throwing any strikes, which is something that anyone can do, uh, and which is something that all fighters must emulate. Uh, Max Holloway is really uh, like a fighter that many people should study, because he does many things incredibly well in terms of fundamentals, even though his style is not really something that many people can emulate uh, like uh, in its entirety, because uh, obviously not many people have, the, have Max's durability and stamina. He's uh, kind of a freak of nature like that. But... Uh, using feints, uh, even with a low volume game, is an extremely beneficial decision. An extremely beneficial technique that everyone should use. Right, and the one weird thing about uh, uh, this exchange is that Max uh, show, has shown uh, the rear leg uh, sidekick right away, which is something that he's going to use throughout the fight to mess with Kater's rhythm and prevent him from stepping in with his own jab. I'm going to elaborate on this uh, as the fight uh, uh, goes on, and this is going to become more obvious as the fight goes on. As, as to the jab-hook mix-up, it's uh, an excellent way to exploit your opponent's guard, and explore it as well, especially in the case if your opponent has a bit of a basic stat static double forearms guard. But uh, it works well with most guards, like, full stop. Because if the opponent tries to parry your jab with his rear hand, it opens up his chin for the hook. It's not going to be a very powerful hook, but it's still, you're touching your opponent, and you know the, the opening is there, and you put this, uh, the knowledge of this opening, opening in your opponent's mind, and he's going to be mi very mindful of that and jittery of it uh, going forward. He's going to be very jittery about it going forward. And ending exchanges with your jab serves the same purpose as ending your exchanges with a hook. It's, it closes the, uh, closes the door on the exchange without really making you expend uh, too much energy by throwing hooks. Of course, th throwing uh, like uh, half-power slappy hooks is also uh, an option, but uh, the jab lets, us lets you stay in range and doesn't force you to really go for like extreme bobbing and weaving like that uh, closing the exchanges on the hook sometimes warrants. Or rather, the fighter that uh, decides to close the exchange on a hook is uh, going to employ... is going to have to employ more preemptive head movement than a fighter closing the exchange with a jab, which blends well with uh, Max's stance and his style. Right. And this is just the first round. This is not even the first half of the first round. This is just the opening exchanges. Right. On pause. Kata throws a naked, long left hook. That falls short. Max already going to the body with the right straight. This is Max establishing the threats of the feints. Throwing feints alone is uh, going to be useless if you do not establish the threats that the feints are supposed to represent. Again, right straight to the body. Jab hook. 
Another leg kick by Keita, but Max immediately retaliates with a jab. There. That's where the rear leg sidekick came in. Another one. Look at what it does to Keita's rhythm. Now Keita is tentative about stepping in. Again. Tries a long jab to the body, but you see... You, did you see what he did with his front leg? Right, let's pause. Uh, the thing about uh, the rear leg sidekick is that it falls... It's, Keita has shown this little opening in his uh, Moikano fight. After Moikano manipulated uh, Keita's hands with the hand fight, and after he uh, disguised his kicks with the uh, throwaway shots to the head, uh, Moikano started landing uh, stiff leg kicks, and uh, Keita's response was to try and uh, step in with the punches without actually stepping in, and that looked and that's naturally not really an, an, an ideal way to punch, by any measure. It's similar to what Dustin Poirier did against Khabib, because uh, if you go back and watch that fight, uh, after level fainting some of the level changes, uh, Dustin becomes... After Khabib fainted some, of the, some level changes, Dustin became very tentative about stepping in, because he was concerned about the reactive shot coming in, the reactive takedown. And his response was to stay his to try and keep his hips as far away as possible while throwing the punches, or while still throwing punches, and it looked it looked very bizarre. It looked like he, like Dustin was trying to swim into rage against Habib, and this is what Kato already is already trying to do here. Obviously, it's not going to work. Right, unpause. Max is working the levels, body head, body head with straights. Gator is already forced back. Now he's beyond the black line of death, on the fence. Body hooks by Max. Max pulling at that, uh, at that uh, lead le lead hand of Gator, checking it, preventing him from jabbing. This is what pairs up really well with his rear leg sidekick. Stiff leg kick by Max. Another, another straight kick to the knee. Again, working the levels. Max is showing some preemptive head movement on that, on that right hand. Ah, hate that one. Another one. Kato has success whenever he plants and tries to retaliate. Right here we saw Max go for a really reckless blitz and Kato just simply conceded space instead of trying to counter. Again going with a jab to the body. Another blitz for, for by Kato this time. And look at, his, uh, look at his front leg. When he went for the blitz, he squared up really badly. Max going for the knee. Max again trying to check that uh, lead hand of Kato's. Tr uh, you saw him reaching for the hand and then going for the rear leg sidekick instead. This is uh, a mix-up he's going to use throughout the fight. Kato again conceding space for no reason. Big whiff by Kato. 
Max got his rhythm now. Max can just... Uh, the thing about Max is just is that he can open up constantly with strikes. Meanwhile, a fighter that is more... That, is, that has a bit of a less powerful gas tank than Max... Alright. Uh, let's pause. The thing about uh, Max's uh, perform uh, combinations here is that... Right now, he doesn't really manipulate uh, his rhythm all that much. He doesn't, like, slow down and then accelerate suddenly, which is something that uh, some boxers do, Some, like, for example, Gennady Golovkin. Like, going, for example, for a combination that uh, uh, goes like this, and then instead going... That's uh, that's the manipulation of rhythm. And if if you do not have the gas tank that Max has, you, you're, uh, you're going to do well if you try to mix in feints, and then manipulate the rhythm of your feints, because it's not really committing to any strikes. It's going to serve much of the same purpose. Another thing about uh, going in on the same rhythm that Ma as Max does is that if Cater planted his feet and retaliated with a counter, he was really pretty damn open there. Especially when he goes with that rear straight to the body. He leads with his face on that rear straight to the body. Now, if he turns his shoulder a bit over... The shoulder would protect his head from uh, counter-strikes. He doesn't do that, he just sort of goes... Uh, just uh, goes to the body the same way he goes for the head. And it's fine in this case, but it's something that uh, I think... This is something that people uh, with an eye for an opening should keep in mind. It does help uh, a bit to... It does make sense, because Max's style is just... Uh, most of his shots aren't really full power shots. And that's the thing about uh, the talks of his uh, hitting power, and that he doesn't really have any hitting power. It's not strictly true. Relatively, he doesn't. He's not a really big puncher, but he he can still hurt you. He just chooses not to uh, most of the time, unless uh, he try unless he wants to punctuate some exchanges. And this is something that we're going to see in uh, the following round. Right, final thirty seconds of the first round. Most of the Max's threats are already established. There, another thing that Max did was uh, uh, feint the right straight to the body and uh, kick and go for the spinning back kick instead. That's a really neat setup. Let's rewind a little. Like, here you see Max changing levels with his punching. He, go he went... Uh, he basically went... Uh, uh, he t fainted the, the level change with the uh, body shots and then the, and then went for the spinning back kick. It's not really uh, t the sort of feint that uh, uh, like kind of disgui disguises the similar looking techniques. It's, it's more of a uh, more of a well, bet you didn't expect that sort of deal. Uh, it uh, works works really well from time to time, but not uh, like it's not really a consistent sort of thing. It's more just Max mixing up techniques, which works better if you naturally have a more of a uh, fundamentally sound style like Max does. Alright, the final 30 seconds of the first round. Another spinning back kick. Right straight to the head. Keita tries to go for the uh, overhand right, for the counter right, but uh, fell short. Well, didn't do much, rather. He did connect. And this is going to be the story of the fight. Like, Kato would sometimes plant and counter, and we would connect with some big shots, but uh, Max, Max's chin is just absurd. He's going to just eat those. And the thing about uh, 
uh, going into the fight, most, most people were concerned that uh, Kater is going to give Max some tr Max uh, trouble with his power edge. Uh, and the reasoning was that uh, Dustin Poirier managed to do that. But the thing about Dustin Poirier is that he connected with non-stop power punching and did not stop chasing Max down. And uh, Kater would land uh, a naught punch here and there, but instead of chasing Max, or at least planting and then uh, exchanging with him, he would con consistently back up to the... back to the... Uh, consistently concede space and end up with his back turned towards the fence. Or even flat against the fence. Here we see Kater's corner. The thing about Kater's corner in this fight that really annoys me is that the fight should have been stopped multiple times from the third round onwards, maybe even the second round. And then in the fourth round they'd start, start yelling, don't give up. And just, I, I think it's just absurd. And a, a bit of a, you know, a uh, bit of a dereliction of duty sort of deal. <laughs> I mean, the corner is there to protect the fighter. Max has shown this little, like, slide. He would slide to, the, to his left. Oh, nice, nice sequence here. 440, let's pause. Did a little bit of a... Did, slid a little bit to the side, to his left. And uh, instead of simply sliding to his left, he added a body hook, uh, a right body hook, uh, as he was doing that. That is something that's, that's just... I mean, that's just Max in a nutshell throughout the fight. Adding little, neat little things to simple fundamental movements. Right, let's move on. Now Kato is trying to check Max's uh, f uh, lead hand. Max again going for, these, uh, for the blitz. And Kato just backed away. <laughs> Max doing a little bit of showboating already. Kata attempted a pull-back right hand. See, Max again is fainting that uh, rear leg kick and checking um, Kata's lead hand. It really like reminds me a bit of Adesanya. Adesanya would do the same thing. He would check the hands, but uh, instead of going for the side kick, he would go for the stiff calf kick. And now Max is pairing his... Uh, uh, Rear hand with knees. Max going for knees and elbows is a bit of a game changer, I should think, because uh, uh, many people talk about uh, Max's hitting power, and uh, I mean, adding elbows and knees. Uh, the, the elbows and knees are always going to hurt, no matter no matter how scrawny you are. Yeah, Max is wading through shots now. Don't like this. Max is one of those fighters that would look like a defensive wizard in one exchange and then get uh, five times in a row with a pound right, right straight for no reason. It's really bizarre. Jab from Keita. Yeah, Keita jabbed Max quite a bit in this fight. Uh, Max's right eye... Uh, looked uh, really puffy after the fight. Again, Ma going again. Max has again went for that uh, mix-up with the spinning back kick. Max going for the Whitaker special now. Didn't connect this time, but he's going to con to connect later. I mean, Max was doing this uh, Whitaker special sort of thing uh, even early in his career. You could see it in his fight against McGregor. 
or was it someone else? Uh, well, some of his earlier fights. It's a neat, uh, neat little setup. It goes. Uh, it's it's the same thing as with the uh, checking the hands and go and going for the leg kick. Uh, it's conce concealing your uh, rear leg with your right hand with your right hand. And again, we saw Max uh, concealing his right knee with his uh, rear hand. Max is just exploiting uh, Kate's cover-up now. He's going a lot for this uh, rear leg sidekick in this round. Again, right knee. And this little mix-up is uh, really beneficial for changing stances mid-combination. Uh, mid Stiff body hook by Max. Yeah, the elbow came. Yeah, that's where he really wobbles Kater. Kater is basically out on his feet here. Kater doing just enough to prolong his own beating. Another elbow. Body hooks. Kater's head is bashed right open here. This, uh... This rear hand, rear leg mix-up is helping Max to establish more damaging weapons, right? Uh, like the uh, right elbow that he lances, uh, that he's currently lancing Kater up with. Max going for a spinning, uh, for a spinning elbow here, just you know, for fun. Yeah, and Max, yeah, you see Max changing his stance here, and the Whitaker special. Kater smiles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Kater is made out of. Something something that's definitely not in the uh, periodic table. Yeah, uh, as I've said, the uh, all, all everything Max does in this fight, it's not just him throwing shit for no reason. It's or like throwing shit that looks cool. It's him Mixing in uh, his threats that uh, work well together in tandem, his entire rear side of the entire rear side of his body serves as a platform for launching damaging attacks, and all of them, like sort of, even look similar. That is a nasty cut. Kater is increasingly looking like some kind of returning war veteran, or like Master Chief at the end of Halo 4. <laughs> Kater is having a lot more success whenever he plants his feet and tries to retaliate. If he added some feints, he doesn't feint, which is something that I, like, I've said this in the beginning of the fight, he does not feint. He will not feint. If he fainted even a little, he would have a lot more openings for Max. Because, as you see, Max is just simply... Uh, he's in the zone, like, opening up. And uh, whenever he uh, go becomes a little bit... When he 
becomes uh, a little bit complacent even with uh, his shots with by because I mean he's connecting over and over again. Why should he be concerned? And then and then a stiff left hook or a stiff right hand comes in, and uh, Max just is forced to eat it because he's not in the position position to defend it. His mind is uh, not on defense but on offense. And this is a big criticism I've had about Max in the previous episode, and it's uh, really evident right here. Nice elbow on the break by Kato. 1-1-2 one, one, by Max. Right here, Max went for an... Oh, powerful uppercut by Kato. Yeah, you see, you hear... You saw Max going for an overhand instead of a simple right straight because he already paired it up with uh, the elbow and the elbow conceals uh, the overhand a bit because it's uh, a similar motion. Soviet boxers used to... Uh, Soviet coaches used to teach boxers uh, how to throw overhands and hooks by teaching them how to throw elbows. A bit of a fun tidbit. Max changing his stance off the feint. Went back right back to orthodox now. Yeah, uh... The sidekicks really serve well to conserve your con uh, to conceal uh, stance changes. Just a nifty little trick uh, uh, you should keep in store if you want to develop a sort of a similar style. Once again, Max going back to the body work. He never really stopped going to the body, did he? Right, pause. Two forty-two uh, second ago, we saw Max go. Clatter Kato with a, with a powerful uppercut. And that's the thing about uh, hitting power. It's not really... It's not just um, you having some sort of in, like ingrained uh, genetically... Ge genetic uh, advantage over people in terms of uh, power. Uh, I mean, a huge part of hitting power is that, but also uh, it's correct body mechanics. Because you see, here you saw Max angle his body in such a way that allowed his uh, shoulder and his fist and his hip to align in such a way to still really, like, really definitely hurt Kata here. Uh, Max does not put everything, he does not put 100% into every shot, but here he certainly did, and he it, it uh, had a really visible effect on Kata. Right, let's move on. Max uh, fainted the knee, came in with punches. Oh! Massive right hand by Kata. See, Max, uh, Max is becoming a bit, of, uh, a bit complacent here. It's not going to play much of a role going forward, but still. The openings, all the openings, all the old openings are still there. Max is certainly improving with regards to his preemptive defense. But uh, I would like to see more of it if he, as he ages. Because I don't feel like this is the sort of style that is going to age all that well. That's why I'm a consistent ad advocate of um, increasing the amount of feints that you do and uh, increasing the amount of preemptive head movement that Max does. Here you saw Max weave into a body hook. I would like to see more of that. Max again eating shots that he doesn't really need to. I mean, Kater is basically just wading in without fainting. Max is more concerned about offense here. Max nearly overextended that knee right here a couple of moments ago with his uh, sidekick. It's really going to mess with Kater's rhythm. 
right now Kater is hesitant to open up uh, with jabs. He doesn't step in with jabs. Went for a really obviously telegraphed right hand, which uh, Max managed to pull back from. The thing about putting your opponent on defense is that you have a lot of space uh, behind you, so you can sort of afford pulling back from certain strikes. It's not really an ideal uh, technique to defend uh, for defense, but, uh, you know, sometimes you can use it. It's all right. Max jabbing up, Kato now. Jab hook. This time the hook really connected well. Nice. Slip to the right. Weave into a body hook. Another one to the body. Max is just opening up now. Kato once again doing just enough to prevent the fight from being stopped. <laughs> yeah, see? 1-1-2 one, one, connects. Yeah, this is just Max in a nutshell. Right now you looked like a, like a, just a, like a, one of those highlights that uh, go like when fighters enter the Matrix and now he just gets uh, in the highlight he just gets clattered with the right hand. <laughs> Nice body kick. Just the entire fight could be made into a highlight. Everything Max does is really pretty. Aside from getting uh, get, getting punched in the face with huge punches for no reason. Like if he were any less durable, a, a little bit less durable, he'd, uh, he'd have been hurt many times now. Max's chin is a is just is uh is not a thing normal humans should have. <laughs> Max Max's face has aged a lot <laughs> in the last few years. The Dustin fight certainly didn't help. I like that Max is starting to like pull his hand a little bit, uh, pull his head a little bit back whenever he goes to the body. He's uh, it's a little bit of a tell that he's uh, going to go for a cross counter, but uh, he goes to the body instead. Kato once again not fainting, not jabbing. Not doing anything. Yeah, uh, this pulling back from shots again, uh, doing this in the center of the octagon, not really a good idea, in my opinion. Not really a good idea, period, but sometimes you can use it, as I've said already, but uh, not, not that often. Check into body shots. Right body straight off a check, really like a nice little setup that more people should use. Max again trying to go for that uh, weave into a left body hook. Whiffed on that one. Ah, powerful long left, leaping left hook by Kata. 
this palm down uh palm down left hook is uh really works really well for uh, longer ranges and like the uh, like a uh, a teacup uh, like uh, the the hook that you that looks like you're holding your teacup because uh, that increases the chances of you landing with your door knocking knuckles instead of the like the hitting knuckles ah max once again eating a shot Another elbow. Yeah. One thing about Max is that you can be sure that whenever he discovers an offensive option, it's never leaving his arsenal. He's always going to go for it. Any second now, Herb. Any second now. Cater is out on his feet. Come on. Where's the towel? It's not really a big deal, you know. Just throw it over the cage. Herb is going to see it. Kato once again doing just enough to prolong his beating. No, you see, it can totally come back. Just throwing wild hooks. It's him being intelligent. This is intelligent defense. Max looking sort of kind of worn down for once from punching someone. Yeah, this is the sequence I talked about in the previous episode. Like, Kato would just clatter Max with a left uh, elbow several times in a row with, and with hooks as well. And it would, do just, would just do nothing. It's kind of comical. Another elbow. How many elbows was that? Yeah, Max, let's just, uh, you know, just... Let's not knock Kater out just yet. Let's just beat him up more. Go for the level change, why not? <laughs> I maintain that if Max opened up with more strikes and more elbows, more knees, Kater would be done now. But I feel like Max may have uh, may have decided to slow back a little bit slow down a little bit to conserve his energy somewhat because I mean as uh, as good as Max's uh, gas tank is it's not really like you know infinite it's still a big weight cut for him desperation spinning elbow why not another spinning back kick Ooh. Nice slip into a head kick. Almost like the one that Gage did, uh, except to the head. <laughs> you know, the thing about Max is that you can always... Like, like he's one of those fighters that you can unironically say watches other fighters and d decides to just sort of, like, nick their uh, best moves. Like, uh, he goes, oh, that's neat, and I'm gonna try that. And then he does that. And now it's in his arsenal. He's a, he's a bit of a fighting savant like that. Kato looking at like he's about to puke his, to puke his guts out. Yeah, the thing about uh, that uh, 
previous sequence where Kato was out on his feet, getting lanced up with elbows, and his corner is just yelling, don't give up. I mean, do give up! You should give up! <laughs> you should you should make him give up. That's your job as your as the corner. Yeah, I mean, sure, this is the biggest fight of your fighter's career, but uh, you know, he, he's he also has like however many years he's going to live from now on after this fight, and he's going to have fights after this one. I mean, do you really want to ruin him? Kato just looking like. He's leaving Fallujah. Kato saw some shit. Muffled screams and sounds of gunfire in the distance. Yeah, these body shots definitely hurt Kato now. He's wincing and uh, folding at the hips, trying to protect his belly. Another jab hook by Max. Jack hook by Max. <clears throat> Jab hook straight to the body. Naked straight to the to the head. Yeah, the thing about standing like this and threatening the sidekick and the knee and uh, and all that, it, it really opens up your opportunities to lead with the right hand instead of the jab. And then... And you one another cool setup you can do from here is to uh like check the lead hand of your opponent, show the uh leg kick or like any sort of kick, come in with the lead uh, right hand, and then lance your opponent with a stiff jab that's more of a like a left straight or like a uh, oh you know uh a lead uh lead straight uh if you're a southpaw. Max making fun of Kato. <laughs> I like this. Max is really like a sort of like a vicious little shit sometimes, you know? <laughs> I like it. I love it. Like uh, the same thing that he did against Ortega where he would like shamble like a zombie. Kato going southpaw for some reason. Probably because he's... Uh, Probably because his elite hand from Orthodox is consistently being checked. All sort of like, oh, whatever, I'm gonna go southpaw now. Yeah, the moment Kata decided to stand and bang, you know, stand and bang in the center of the octagon, he's starting to connect way more. Holloway does is not abandoning any of his weapons that he uh, established in the first round. M Max Holloway truly built round after round on every thread that he established. He did not abandon any of them. He even landed it like a uh, he even landed a head kick in the same vein that he landed the same head kick that he used landed before. Same algorithm, algorithms of attack over and over again. One, one, two to the to the body, rear leg side kick. Everything is there. 
It's way more interesting than just Dan Hardy yelling. <laughs> it's like poetry in motion, isn't it? Oh yeah, the famous no look. The famous no look right hand. Some of those shots did look like they connected. It's just that he was uh, on the very end of them, so he they didn't really hurt him all that much. He definitely slipped the first one, and then the other two connected, but not like substantially. This one was a huge whiff. Best boxer in the UFC, baby. And Max does truly build his attacks like a more like a boxer than anyone in the UFC right now. I'd like to see some more rhythm changes from Max, but uh, he definitely at least manipulates it. Or at least builds his weapons off each other in the same vein that Boxer does. He doesn't work in quick consecutive attacks. He works in a combination, and there's a difference. In a combo, every single attack sets up the next attack. And this is what Max is doing with every, like, uh, with every exchange. Multiple consecutive body hooks, uh, body uppercuts, like the ones that he uh, wailed on Keita and the previous rounds, wasn't really like a combo. It was more of a series of attacks, series of consecutive attacks. But after he went back to the elbows and started uppercutting uh, Keita off the elbow, that that's now that's a combo. It's a bit of a like semantics thing, but really, there's a difference. It's not. Uh, not a huge one at first glance, but uh, once you get to a certain level, it starts. It's a uh, it's a big difference, right? <clears throat> Career best performance for from Max so far, but more of a you know, it's not really Max two or anything. It's more likely, it's more like peak Max more than anything. The same Max that we used to see every, all the time in his previous fights, just. Uh, Certain incremental improvements have certainly been made. And they are paying huge dividends. For example, like... Uh, when you think about it, like, uh, the entire craft, the, the entire breadth and depth of Max's style is uh, the result of him trying to base, uh, to work around his attributes, namely a certain, like, a lack of... Re relative lack of hitting power in his hands and uh, his... An incredible stamina and durability, and he leverages those in an intelligent way. And like someone like, for example, DC, who basically just banked on being incredibly speed, incredibly having incredible hand speed and being immortal, having a massive immortal chin, uh, and being incredibly durable and fast. And Max uh, is trying to do crafty things. He does crafty setups. He manipulates rhythm. He establishes feints. He establishes threats that look similar in order to feint them and then fake the, his opponents out. It's all fundamental. It's fundamental stuff. If you want to learn offense, if you want to learn intelligent offense, study Max Holloway. And uh, the thing about uh, elbows and knees, I really like that Max is starting to go for elbows and knees because that's a huge, can have a, the potential to become a huge game changer. For example, Volkanovski was able to recover from Max's counters and his uh, head kicks, but uh, I, I sincerely doubt that he's going to recover from like 
and a lancing elbow that comes like a chopping elbow that comes from the in this overhand motion that uh, splits your forehead open and uh, once again it's a bit of a tactical weapon as well because if you cut your opponent up you set the potential for an early stoppage by cuts or at least uh, impede your opponent's vision to such an extent that you that other avenues of attack open up to a significant to a significant extent and uh, this is what's going to be interesting what's what's really what is uh, that's why what makes the rematch with Volkanovski so fascinating because Volk is one of those like uh, like Hexerized had said uh, Volk is one of those win by one sort of fighters he comes in with a strategic adjustment and a strategic vision that's uh, that curtails or even nullifies your offensive options simply by like by a single adaptation that he makes. For example, a decision to stay on the outside or a decision to pressure. That's the big one, two big ones. Or a decision to or to utilize uh, the leg kicks to prevent you from establishing your jab. Like uh, a huge part of Max's win was that he just didn't give Keita time to think. And Keita is not really a big thinker, he's not really a big adjuster, but, you know, uh, Max genuinely did exploit Keita's inability to think on the fly by giving him too many options to work with, too many offensive uh, looks to work with. And Keita's uh, thing is that he... He's well, the best boxer in the UFC and all that, but uh, Keita's process is backwards because, you know, it seems like he thinks that, uh, or his coaches think that boxing is uh, simply having good hands instead of having good positioning and having good preemptive head movement or having good footwork. This is just, uh, it's like they started, it's like they started drawing a human by drawing the fingers first. But one thing I have to say, if uh, the theoretical perfect Max, quote unquote, that we really want, we at the fights at me, for example, and Hexerize want to see is uh, like a more uh, kicky and countery Max that uh, uh, manipulates rhythm a lot more and uses preemptive head movement a lot more, he genuinely just knocks Kater out and uh, within three rounds. That's my read. And the thing about Max is that he's one of those fighters that. Uh, once he stumbles upon a, an offensive adaptation, that weapon is his in his, is now in his arsenal forever, and you can't rule out him tr wanting to use it against someone, no matter uh, no, no matter the matchup. And like we tend to talk about fighters that are more strategically deep, that have a system of fighting, that uh, have use uh, that have a bunch of opti very optimized tools that blend well together. The thing about Max is that he's He's incredibly well-optimized, but also incredibly diverse. He's both. He's one of those rare cases where he genuinely has, like, hundreds of options. And it makes him really chaotic and hard to predict. The general, uh, the general uh, big picture of Max is that he's a, uh, an incredible volume fighter, an incredibly diverse uh, offensive fighter, but uh, he's a bit... Uh, he's very counterable and vulnerable in prolonged exchanges and someone with a big power that works in combination and has good pressure or at least can chase uh, his opponents down gives, always gives Max uh, lots of trouble. But with the caveat that Max is always able to come in with a tiny little small adjustment that gives him uh, that, that uh, little bit of an edge over his opponents. 
Against Boye, he was able to fight to find his way back into the fight by exploiting uh, Dustin's uh, Dustin's uh, static guard, which is really funny because uh, Dustin's guard is supposed to be a counter punching platform, but he mostly uses it as a novelty cover up. The weirdness of it certainly gave, gave Max a lot of trouble, but he figured it out eventually, and was as close to finishing the fight as Dustin was in the beginning. And uh, yesterday, one of our patrons uh, me uh, messaged me saying that uh, Max uh, not being much of a preemptive defender is why the elder performances are so interesting and so great. Like, Max was throwing the right straight to keep uh, Aldo planted uh, on his feet and made Aldo lean over the, his lead leg. So Max threw the right and hit behind the extended arm to block the potential left hook counter. Uh, uh, as well as stepping off to Aldo's open side to mitigate the left hook counter that troubled him in the first fight. And, uh, like, the right straight he threw landed as he stepped off, and then uh, it allowed him to keep the exchange going after Aldo repositioned. So basically, Max adjusted the left hook counter from the first Aldo fight in the second with proactive defense. And uh, that's why Max is so interesting. Like, from fight to fight, he's bound to stumble upon some sort of adaptation, or at least to think in between fights to come up with some sort of adaptation. That's not really, like, a strategic adaptation, but it's a tactical adaptation that uh, works, that uh, uh, gives him more chances on a strategic level. And that's why, that's what... That's the difference, I suppose, between high-level strategists and high-level tacticians. That's the difference between, between uh, him and Volk. Volk studies you and prepares in advance, and Max is bound to come up with an adaptation on the fly. Or at least, uh, I'm not saying he's impotent at uh, adaptations, is what I'm saying, basically. Like, uh, fighting is not really rock, paper, scissors. S uh, sometimes you get fighters that are really genuinely good at everything. Or at least good at one thing to such an extent that it blends over into other things, and uh, consequently makes him more well-rounded than he actually is. Great fighters are, all, are always more than the sum of their parts, and Max Holloway is certainly one of those. The great thing about Max Holloway is that he certainly seems to care a lot about being, you know, good. So, so he'll try and be slick whenever possible and avoid getting hit if he, if he can help it. It's just that he's not really all that consistent at it, but uh, he's certainly improving. He certainly cares about improving a lot. And... Um, this is why people like uh, who really care about uh, fighters being about uh, craft in fighting uh, have been high on Max since so so high on Max since forever. There's um, he's clearly like learning improved countering and defense and all that. He's always uh, trying to grow, uh, uh, like he's always trying to build upon what he's doing. The question is just um, uh, just how far down that path will he get before his chin goes, and I really don't want him to like. I really don't want his durability to fail before we really see the that that ideal Max that uh, that is defensively responsible at all times, that is uh, more potent on the counter, more potent in prolonged exchanges, uses more of those, or does more things like weaving into body hooks, uh, weaving into overhands in the pocket while moving his uh, head off center line, all that stuff. And uh, this fight has shown us the potential that he can do that uh, more than any performance uh, before. And uh, certainly even... And, and that uh, Vol second Volk performance was really encouraging in that respect because Max adapts, Max learns. And uh, he... And if he continues to learn, he has the potential to so, to become one of the 
greatest fighters of all time. And not just in terms of uh, who he managed to beat, but in terms of sheer craft and sheer, the sheer science of his style. And uh, while I'm really impressed with this performance against Gavin, I, I feel like somewhat frustrated with it. Because it, uh, even though it's vintage Big, Big Max doing Big Max things, uh, you have these moments where he's doing all this slickster shit and get, then gets doomed with uh, several elbows uh, in a row for no good reason while still trying, while still inside the pocket. Because he's so concerned about unloading on his guy. Because Max... Uh, it's really funny how fighters develop because fighters there's a tendency for fighters to always be who they are, and it's certainly true with Max because Max uh, with Max you always had this sort of over eagerness uh, to land cool shit, like he used to like the times when he where he used to go for flying knees for no goddamn reason, and uh, this is uh, he's managed to mitigate that a lot, and it's uh, really 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 very impressive, but also sometimes he still becomes uh uh he gets a bit too caught up in the moment and i'd rather he didn't and uh the thing about people saying that uh, this is the new max this new max is certainly going to be beat volkanovsky and i'm not so sure about that because you know uh at this well people uh will probably hit me with the uh will feel compelled to hit me with the better is the enemy of good but you know, Volk doesn't really play with such margins. He doesn't play with cold looks. He doesn't play with that stuff. He does broad strokes, strategy shit. And most of the time that tends to win out in the end. Cold looks and no looks. Like, uh, like he demands you to come in with an answer to a really broad, systematic question. Like, I'm going to the, the to go to move the fight in this in such and such direction, and I'm going to use these specific tools to do that. He's very zeroed in on what he is, he wants to do it in order to win the fight. And uh, diversity of attack doesn't really tend to win out against that. Like for example, we saw that we saw this diversity of attack versus versus clear game plan sort of thing get dismantled. Uh, by Justin Gage against Tony Ferguson, which is uh, a performance that I will keep coming back to uh, because it's so interesting to me conceptually, and uh, as well as the Habib's performance against Gage, because uh, at this point Habib went for the strategic uh, approach by uh, basically out-gaging Gage. Meanwhile, Gage got caught up in all these cool tactical looks with the L steps and the. And, uh, distance counters and all that so you know we live in a very exciting era uh, with regards to our featherweights or at least uh, the two top featherweights historically an extremely good division uh, i mean just jose aldo has set such an incredible standard for his opponents that uh, we got max holloway and volkanovsky as a result and i just can't get enough of it i love it love it so much but yeah, in the end, uh, it doesn't really matter how many cool setups you've, le you've learned since your last fight. If they are not pertinent to the strategic questions that are being asked of you by your opponent, it's the approach that matters. But uh, uh, re-watching this fight, the problems that have existed for Max are still there, but he's certainly uh, certainly addressing some of them. And uh, the, offense, the, the thing about the offensive options... Uh, Max is one of those fighters whose tactical decisions definitely give him a certain edge that may be able to help him win, to help him answer the strategic 
questions with tactical answers. That's why he's so interesting. That's why the interplay between him and Volkanovsky is so interesting. And I wonder what sort of adaptations uh, Volk is going to bring into the rematch and how Max is going to answer those. Just buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. But yeah, uh, this fight is certainly going into my catalogue of fights that I'm never going to get tired of watching. Or at least performances I'm never going to get tired of watching. Yes, brilliant stuff. Uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed it as much as I did. Maybe me explaining some of the things that Max did uh, served to uh, increase your enjoyment of uh, Max's performance, or at least I hope so. That was my intention. Hope you've had as much fun as I did. Uh, Max is one of those fighters that I'm never going to get tired of discussing. Uh, if uh, something comes up uh, that involves Max, uh, that if something comes up that gives me the excuse to talk about Max Holloway and the thing, the cool things that he does, um, you you can count on me jumping on board and not shutting up about it for two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, changoskan 3 where I gushed about the fight uh, at length. And uh, if you if you have some if you have some insight to add, or at least uh, you have some criticism to offer, you can find me there and yell at me there. <laughs> Check out uh, thefightsite.com. I've got uh, tons of materials regarding Max's Max Holloway's performances, post-fight breakdowns, and in the words of uh, the blessed. Max Holloway himself, protect your chickens. Peace.